Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the illustrious Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, which happens every Saturday night on the internet, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. If you like us, you should go up there somewhere and click that little like button or give us a star rating or something. It helps us be found by other like-minded folks. My name's Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars, including... Jenny. Brent. Making another guest appearance is me, the N-I-C-K. Welcome welcome back. Uh, This week, Jenny picked the movie. What'd we watch tonight? Return to Oz. What year was it made? 1985. And who directed it? Oh, shit. I forgot already. So this is where we need the box for, like, the quick reference box. Walter. Walter Murch. Walter Murch. Oh, crap. I was going to look up and see if that was this guy who's a sound editor. That can't be. That's like a Ben Murch. No, Walter Murch. I'm going to look it up. While you talk amongst yourselves. Tell us what Return to Oz is about. <laughs> well, it's about uh, Dorothy comes back from Oz. Obviously, it's a sequel to the classic Wizard of Oz, but it is twisted and dark and very different from the original film. <laughs> <laughs> very different. To say the least. Yes. Oh, shit. It is the Walter Murch that I thought. Walter Murch is like a Oscar-winning sound editor. Worked on like Apocalypse Now. I want to say they work on Star Wars, the Godfather movies. Uh, but here, let's see, is this the only? No, he directed two movies uh, Return to Oz and an episode of uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars TV show. Hmm. Wow. You learn something new every day. Huh. Hmm. There you go. Boom. I had no idea. Yeah. And also an editor. Hmm, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, Return to Oz. Um, so this is like, it's a kid's movie that came out of the 80s when uh, Hollywood was doing This is still, like, I keep seeing this as like the post-Star Wars uh, era, where it's like, now we've got all of this technology, we can do all this uh, puppeteering, uh, animatronics, visual effects, and those kind of lead over uh, the story. A lot of times, they're just going to go like, we've got a concept, and we're going to do like, you know, they got Labyrinth, uh, The Dark Crystal. These were Jim Henson movies. Willow. And it definitely had that feel of it, too. Yeah, even though Return to Oz is not a Jim Henson film. No. Although we did discover Brian, Brian, Brian Henson, Henson, who currently runs, I think, the Henson Company. Studios, yep. Uh, he did some puppeteering on one of the characters. So it's like, it's really interesting to watch it because it's, uh, it's for kids, but this is like one of the most nightmarish uh, uh, yes. children's movies maybe ever made. I don't know. Even for it to ever. be a Disney movie, you know. Brent's going to have put nightmares tonight. About Absolutely. the wheelers. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the wheelers are the scariest thing, like... I've seen in a long time. <laughs> now, I got a question then, because you've seen this movie before. Yeah. You saw it when you were a kid. Yes. So are you just kind of remembering, reliving the, the, the terror of your no. youth? 
<laughs> I mean, I think that in the in my youth they were terrifying. It's it's mainly it's it's the opening scene because this movie does a really good job of uh, like stripping them of all their power of all their scariness by the end of the film. By the end of the film, they're you know part of the group and kind of at the celebration they're cheering. But we'll get to that. But uh, like the idea that they they show up in this you know run down emerald city and the one of the first things you see in this wide shot is beware the wheelers on the side of the or beware of the wheelers on the side of a wall and it's just like it's like graffitied it's red it's just it's it seems violent mm-hmm. and then they show up and the first one you see has this mask on like a lot of them they don't have masks unless their head is down and then they have like a face in their helmet. Yeah. But this first one has this really freaky mask and there's something about it. Yeah, and it's just about the movement of the head when he comes around, he's like all twisting and Yeah. And they, they giggle like hyenas and they you know, they're on all these these four wheels and they squeak and they're just <laughs> like there's there's scenes there's scenes in it where they they charge the camera because, like when when uh they're when Dorothy and the fr- and Dorothy and the friends, her friends are trying to escape the castle. Like, there's all these shots where like the wheelers are just charging at the camera. So all you see are these like lunatics mm-hmm. like riding at the camera, and that and, and then even like the overhead shot terrifies me too as they're kind of <laughs> winding through the through the the, the streets. Oh, uh-huh. And you know, it's just like I feel like they're like serial killers on wheels. <laughs> And they're out there, the, and this poor girl, all, you know, they have the maniacal laughs and yeah, everything about it. Thank God for TikTok. Yeah, I mean that motherfucker can fight. Well, the wheelers He's, kind of take the place of the uh, the flying monkeys, maybe. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. equally as terrifying. Yeah, yeah, they're the minions of the uh, lead female antagonist. I mean, like, well, Jenny, this is your movie, so I mean, I don't know how much you know about this, but like. Wh- we were talking outside that this is like the longest gap between movie and sequel. I think 46 years between what, 1938 and this one. It's like, who had the idea that like we have to do a sequel to The Wizard of Oz? Well, I'm not certain on this, but I'm sure they've been trying to do a sequel. But MGM, because it was such a classic, they were holding on to the rights with dear life. Well, like, they did not plus, want Plus, I don't think anyone would really want to try to tackle... That's true. You know, topping that classic, you know. Yeah. So, but, like, there's books that are sequels, Yeah, right? this one's based on two of the books. The yeah. second and third book. Yeah, it's The Land, the land of the Oz land of and Oz then Ozma of, of Oz. Oz. Yeah. 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 Frank L. Baum, or L. Frank Baum, right? Yeah. Because he mm-hmm. wrote, I want to say there's five, but don't I was gonna. Say, I was going to say four, but. Five could be right. Yeah, it could be four or five, something like that, books. And he wrote them, I'm not even sure when. I mean, the movie came out in 38. I don't know if they were new then or if they'd been written, you know, prior to that. <clears throat> but I want to say that, like, I mean, I remember the character of Jack Pumpkinhead in the books. Like, I think maybe he was in the first one, even, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. I don't know if it was like Cowardly Lion, Tin Man, and Scarecrow. I mean, I, I could be way off, but I, I specifically remember that character either in the books or in one of the really early movies, and he shows up in this movie. I've honestly yeah. never read the books, so I don't know. 
Well, it's okay. We won't hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read a book. But everybody's seen not, the damn no. movie. I, can, I, I can't even read an instruction manual without yeah. falling asleep. I do, I do I remember can't. a part in Girl Interrupted, though, where one of the characters is reading The Wizard of Oz, and she's like, have you ever read this? And Winona Ryder's like, no, but I've seen the movie a bunch of times. She's like, well, the, the movie's not actually based on this book, and she's reading the first book. It's actually, actually more based on the second book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh. from what I've heard is that it's written pretty dark to begin with, right? It's not, you know, yeah, all singing and somewhere over the rainbow, right? You know, yeah. it's right. It's, it's supposed to be more of a, of a dark a fairy tale, yeah, like, like like a grim fairy tale. Well, you were mentioning it, kind of the idea has some connections to like Alice in Wonderland, you know, mm-hmm. Lewis Carroll, you know, the idea. Of a girl having uh, kind of this like very extremely vivid fantasy life, only Return to Oz takes you know I mean in, in the Wizard of Oz you know obviously Dorothy gets I mean, I've always read it I don't know always right <laughs> now as an adult you watch it Dorothy gets bumped on the head and then she kind of you know during this tornado and kind of internalizes all of these people that she knows and has this, this fantasy world. So the sequel picks up, uh, was it six months later, something like that, after the they tornado? Are, yeah, because they're yeah. fixing the house from the tornado, well, yeah. building a brand new house, because I guess the house is gone. Yeah, well, they say that she hasn't slept in six months. I don't know if they say since the tornado. I think they say since the tornado. Yeah, they yeah. Say it's been six months since the tornado. And I get the impression that she just keeps talking about this fantasy land that she visited. What happened to the farmhands? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Zeke and uh, <laughs> you know. wasn't in the budget. <laughs> they all got old and well, died. It's been forty six years. Their barns half there, and they have just a chicken. Yeah. Like well, they, there's really no need for farmhands. Well, they got to rebuild the house. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, they don't have money. Yeah, because the uncle was the only one that was shit. building the house. So yeah. And Piper Laurie plays the uh, Aunt M this time around, and um, Feruza Balk. Yep. It's her first movie? Yes, her first movie. Crazy Girl from The Craft? Yep. Yep. Crazy Goth Girl. And the, and the Water Boy. Waterboy. That face hasn't American changed. No, no. Like, you, if you, you can know see face. crazy on Does that face. Does she have blue eyes, though, like in movies when she's older? I like I feel green. like Yeah, they she's look green. Like, yeah. Green contacts yeah. or something. Because they're, they're more blue in this one. Yeah. I noticed. And I'm like, oh, her eyes look too... Happy, like <laughs> compared to how <laughs> Before she is now, she like went crazy. Yeah, I just remember that scene from the end of the craft where you know she has supposedly her character's gone crazy and they tie her to a bed and she's just like flipping out, like in a way that's like, We're gonna turn the camera on you, Feruza. You just give us your best crazy, and that's convincing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I worry about you. Well, <laughs> well, well filming this, this movie. Being as young as she was, I had to mess her up just a little bit. How old do you think she was? <laughs> yeah. I would probably say nine. nine, ten. Okay. So this is substantially younger Dorothy Gale than the uh, Judy Garland version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because Judy Garland was like, what, 25 Six. playing 16 or yeah, something? I, like, I don't know what po- I think she's supposed to be 16. And, and I had watched this movie last night with my kids because I told them I was going to do this. And they're like, oh, you know, let's watch it because they're big fans of Wizard of Oz. And never knew that Disney, you know, their favorite company to watch movies, did a Wizard of Oz movie. So we watched it and they were like, 
why is she so young compared to the other Wizard of Oz? Yeah. And yeah. and they just tore it apart the whole time we were watching it. <laughs> well, I guess that's the I mean, but that's the that's the obstacle that you have to overcome going into a sequel to like one of the most beloved and famous movies of all time. That is decades later. Yeah. I mean like yeah. that's why it's like it's kind of one of those ideas that like you know, who said yes to this? I guess you're sitting there going like, well, you know, the Wizard of like everybody knows it. So, you know, we make a sequel like that means you have a potential you know, audience of everyone in the world, it seems like. And then, you know, we've got the technology now to do new and crazy things with, you know, uh, the visual effects and the visual style of the movie. Well, Nick, you had said earlier that they had to buy the rights for the Ruby Slippers. Yeah, through they. Uh, they said that they had to buy the rights for the ruby red slippers because MGM designed the ruby red slippers because in the original story they were silver that's slippers. That's what I, I mm. just that just occurred to me. Uh, so that's why uh, I was just thinking of that. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much money they had to pay out or what, but uh, yeah, that was a big tie up because they wanted to keep it with the ruby red slippers because if they were to throw silver slippers in this one yeah people would be lost more than they probably already were mm. yeah no that just that just occurred to me that they were silver in the books i do remember hearing about that so yeah and i never knew they were silver until uh, a few years ago uh Todd McFarlane created his own toy line of his thought on the twisted land of oz and I always, you know, was wondering why the Dorothy figure had silver shoes on more than red, you know, yeah. red shoes. And then I read up on it and, you know, he tried to keep more towards what the original writings were. By putting her in S&M gear. By putting her in S&M gear. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Just like the original novels. Well, I mean, I know that there were, there have been like, you know, prior uh, Wizard of Oz movies made I think there were even movies made prior to the the MGM Judy Garland movies. Oh, it was like yeah. two lower budget ones, you know, with like I don't know if they're puppet guys and stuff like that. And I remember <clears throat> when I was a kid, there was a animated thing that came out of like the late seventies or something like that. I want to say again, this like pumpkin headed guy is like in all of those. So this is, I think, maybe the first. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying it's not the first like actual live action interpretation of this but well, we should probably uh, so, get to that but what were you gonna say uh, uh uh the was the whiz out before this or after this yeah but the whiz is a like a retelling before. of uh of the the, uh, the original wizard of oz story done with motown uh folks michael jackson michael jackson ross that was the 70s wasn't it yeah yeah I and so. i think honestly that was a musical yeah it was also. oh for sure but this one takes okay, so Dorothy then has like a uh, um, everybody treats her as if she's got like a mental problem. So they take her to what amounts to an insane asylum. I mean, you know, it's a doctor's office, but they you know they open mm-hmm. the doors and it's got the goddamn insane insane asylum hallway, and she's locked in a room, and they're gonna try and use a, a electro shock therapy or something to eradicate the the wizard you know the dreams of Oz. this is like heavy shit i think like, well, right off the bat well for it is it on. is but i mean the reason they do it is because electricity is just an upcoming thing because it takes place as we discussed during the movie two years I, before 1900 yeah just right before 1900 when electricity was just becoming big 
And, you know, the, the article, I mean, they only show it briefly, but it's, it's like super sugar coated. Yeah. It's like having trouble sleeping. But isn't that like, we'll fix it with electricity. Even if it's sugar coated, you know, I guess this is like where, you know, I got to split at some point with this movie. It's like, you know, there's the, there's the me watching it. And then the me thinking of like, if this is a kid's movie, like a kid, I think like must somehow realize what they're talking about. Like, they're talking about zapping your head with electricity mm-hmm. and erasing your memories. I mean, like well, the kid audience has to be like, "That's what?" Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I had to explain that to my kids last night what they were doing, and then I went to farther back. I go, "Well, you know, this is you know breakthrough because they used to drill a hole in their head." <laughs> oh my god! What did you do to your kids? <laughs> and, and they just kind of looked at me like, "Oh." Yeah. Okay. I used to dunk people in ice water and all this other crazy yeah. shit. I mean, that- I remember when I watched this as a kid, that did not occur to me. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what electric shock therapy was, so. Okay, all right. So that wasn't a source of, No. Like, yeah, she's just at the doctor. Well, well, they make it, they give her headphones. Like, it doesn't look like it's going to uh, be painful, yeah. you know? And they roll out that machine that looks like a robot, you know, so you're... As a kid, you're kind of... Fa- as an yeah, adult, you, I'm kind of fascinated to kid it down by that. Yeah. yeah. The idea that, you know, look at the tongue. <laughs> it's got a face. It's fun. It's weird. I didn't see the face until he pointed it out. Like, when it came mm-hmm. out, and then he's like, look, it has a face on it, the machine. Oh, and they like, don't, oh. I mean, like, they have the wide chat, but when they go to the close-up, they pan down to the mouth. Right, so, yeah. Or yeah. tilt down, so you don't see it right away. Because yeah. the machine is actually TikTok that she replaces. Right, yeah. yeah. She goes In her eyes. mind. Because the yeah. same, a similar thing happens. I guess she meets... You know, there's the doctor and the cruelest head nurse this size of probably Nurse Ratchet. Uh, so it's Nicole Williamson from Excalibur. You young folks will remember him from Spawn. I think he was Caligoster mm-hmm. in Spawn. Uh, and Jean Marsh, who was in Willow as the evil. Mab, Mab, what was her name? Shit. In Willow? In Willow? Man, no, it wasn't Mad Martigan. No, that, no I know it's not Mad Martigan. Uh, uh, fuck. Leora Dannon. No, that was the kid. Whatever. She was the, <laughs> the evil. <laughs> Mad Morta or something like that. Yeah. Mad, Mad yeah. Morta. Mad Morta. Mm-hmm. Mad Morta. So she was like. Something you know, like Go back and listen she, to She was the Willow one that, 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 changed, <laughs> that changed from the rat, right? No. No, no. she was the evil queen. She, she had the headdress, like. Okay. Yeah, we wanted to kill the, that wanted to kill the baby. She yeah. was all about the baby. She just wanted to kill the baby. Just an evil woman. Yeah, just terribly evil. Oh, oh, Anything there's the said. sweet Willow was '88. The tie-in is that Gary Kurtz produced this. Uh, Gary Kurtz produced Star Wars. Has an in with George Lucas, who's thanked in the credits of this. And George Lucas produced Willow, and possibly let's see if Gary Kurtz had some. So she's like, you know, just kind of moving along with the company. It's like, here we go. This is what we're doing. Well, yeah. she's got that character in locked. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty evil. I mean, like as the, the head nurse, she's just like, you know, one of these completely cruel and uncompassionate, you know, uh, and she's like, all in black. Yeah. She is in black. And it's she like, has that look in her white. face. Like she's going to enjoy watching the little girl get fried. But she just has that look. You know what? I have to say, watching it this time, when they get to the river or the creek, 
you can watch that scene and take it as she's doing everything she can to save them. That's what I thought. Because she's just like, no, stop. You yeah, know, she even yeah. like jumps into the river to yeah. try and save them. But I think the, you, the Dorothy is reading it as she's you know trying to get her back. Well, she, that's you know, that's yeah. how I read it when I was a kid. So, but yeah. I could see that now as an yeah. adult. But as a kid, like that's what it looks like. Because you know, you hear those, you hear the people screaming in the basement, and then you know. It, comes out that there's damaged patients that are locked in the cellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damaged, so, <laughs> presumably by the electroshock yes. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, that's this is what where, I always took as she was chasing her to get her back in there. Get her in well, there. Well, this moment Show her back the movie, to the table. this Bring is where back. I have, uh, I think my biggest problem with it, because I mean, I, I do think the movie, you know, like, works overall as this like phantasmagoria of nightmarish you know like a (laughs) horror movie for kids but like as the story goes in the asylum she meets this girl in her uh mirror a blonde girl who's like a year or so older than her and so she's trapped in a room strapped to a bed this is uh dorothy and this girl frees her from her uh her uh the straps and leads her out into the um, storm where they both get carried away by, uh, you know, whatever, the river and to Oz. Okay? So this is like the 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 Jack Nicholson in The Shining moment. In The Shining, there's only actually one supernatural thing that happens that you can't explain as uh, some kind of, you know, psychological problem. Or, you know, that people are, or, you know, something that people are, a vision that people are seeing is when he's in the... the um, refrigerator and the ghosts let him out because Mm -hmm. that's one it's a physical thing that like okay he was locked in the thing and ghosts let him out right so originally i was thinking because they strapped dorothy down they put the uh the (laughs) prods or whatever on either side of her head and then the power goes out because of the storm right so i'm like okay they're right there she was zapped and everything from this moment on is fantasy but that's not the case based on the end of the movie mm-hmm. because, like, when she returns to Earth or whatever, Kansas, she returns on the creek bed. So she actually did make it out of the building and down the river. So it's like, okay, so how did she get out of the... Or did she get zapped yes. and when they were exiting everybody out of I don't the place because she... it was on fire, they said. I don't... Maybe she ended up... Oh, yeah, they said they saved everybody from the building. And she just doesn't remember leaving or anything because she don't, was zapped. I don't think she got zapped because, you know, he tested it and he's playing with that main switch before he puts it on her head. And then as he reaches for the main switch, like she's got the, the headphone things on her ears and he doesn't pull it down. The power just goes out. Yeah, but that could be like if you were zapped, you know, and like I don't the rest think of she was. was something that was made up in your in your mind. Because, I mean, obviously, she didn't... Well, it depends on what we're saying. Realistic, real real or not, she went to Oz. I mean, I guess the evidence is there that she does, right? Because she finds a key early on at the farm that is apparently brought to her by a shooting star. She finds a key to Oz, and that's how she knows, my friends are in trouble in Oz, I have to get back there. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're taking this in like uh, the original Wizard of Oz, where Dorothy, you know, she hit her head, she got knocked out, and then she has this very detailed epic dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could easily happen in this one. Cause she goes to the river. She, I mean, she almost drowned. She's yeah. got to be exhausted. She, she gets, the straps well, no, the 
without somebody helping her. And that's where the supernatural. Comes oh, okay. In. Okay. So otherwise, you could read it that way. But that's what I'm saying. This is where it's like, okay, so so that means that this Ozma character, the other girl, actually does physically appear in yeah. the real world. Well, she could have been a patient. Like she shows up in a mirror. No, she vanishes through no, a door. No, 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 no. Well, I thought she was looking through a, a, a like a, a window. window. She was looking her. through a window the first time but you she see her, her and, and reflection yeah. in the glasses. And the, then, I mean, she, you don't see her enter and exit Dorothy's room, but she could still be a patient. I mean, that's up to interpretation, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at the end, when she sees her in the reflection of her mirror in her bedroom, is that is that I mean, it's not physical evidence. It could be a, just a vision, right. and Dorothy's mm-hmm. whacked out. But you know, <laughs> at the same time, it's like... That's or it could be <laughs> proof that Oz is real. I know. that At that moment, that's what I take it as. Oz is real because she's, you know, talking to her in the mirror yeah. like like she did in Oz. She rescued her from the mirror. You know, well, I think the movie through. is definitely trying to lead you to that. I mean, that's the conclusion of the movie, right? Yeah. That, that Oz is a real place. Only Dorothy knows about it and, you know... So yeah. This isn't all just in her head. She's not just a you know not really a mental patient. Yeah, that's something that would be explored in American McGee's Alice, the video game. Just check that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really good game. Well, I mean, Ozma did say she'd look in on Dorothy from time to time. That's true. So yeah. Dorothy could just be just tripping out again. Yeah, <laughs> want to see Ozma. Yeah. 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 If there weren't those other clues, uh, see, I guess it, it would be like it would be more interesting just to me if it was, you know, if they had left that more, you know, like you could read it either way. But I think mm-hmm. it pretty concretely. I mean, the fact that there's that key. Well, if it was you know, the, well, the ants, it, like this. Well, is it could have been. I mean, the ant. The ant says yeah. it's <laughs> from the inception spinning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ant says it's the key to the old house. Yeah. Mm. But because it just has uh, that symbol on yeah. top okay. that looks like Oz, Dorothy's like, oh, it's well, Oz. Yeah, it's Oz. All right, so then we've just got her getting unstrapped from the... And I'm, I'm telling you, maybe it's because she did get zapped, and they had a fire in, in the building, and she doesn't remember exiting the building that and just wakes out. up. That checks out. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. All right, let's go with that. Well, maybe. I don't know. That, that'll help my interpretation. <laughs> but then, I don't know what you guys but here, The fine. thing is, though, like the fact that she sees... Ozma in the mirror at the end means she's crazy, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. she's said, daydreaming. Or, she's just she's she's a, a, she's a very yeah. very deep dreamer. <laughs> and she's told she's not to tell. But so the filmmakers are you know, fucking. With no one us. else ever sees anything with Oz but her. I yeah. always uh, interpret yeah. it that the girl was a patient because she doesn't have shoes on. She's just wandering around the building. And I just always took it as she was just a patient. Yeah, and uh, like all the other characters from the reality end up, end up in Oz and her dream. Yeah. Right. So and her dream. I mean, it's also you know <laughs> what lends to the you know not it's not schizophrenia, but the whatever like the vivid interior life of this one girl. She's the only one who can ever go to Oz or ever sees Oz. When she's in Oz, she's the savior of Oz. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who she is. Yep. It's like. I mean, at the end, it's they want her to be the queen of Oz, you know. I mean, it's her like, escape it's, from reality. She's making the world in her mind. Yeah, know? she knows exactly what the deadly, deadly desert is, even though she had never gone there in the first place. You know, right. the, the first one, she flew over it, so she says in the house. But, but I believe you, she was knocked out. 
in the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was, that was probably something that was extracted from the book that maybe that was explained to her that wasn't touched in the original film with Judy Garland. Like, and I, what I like about this one is probably the same thing that Tom would like about this one. Like I want to explore this world of Oz, you know I mean? And you get to see, more of it in this movie, mm-hmm. you know, like the it's 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 very interesting because the first one was, for lack of a better word, a musical stage a stage performance, right? I mean, it's all mm-hmm. on a set, so you get you get the idea that there's this big world out there, but you never really get to see it. And the first thing you see here is like this whole. I know it's matte painting still, but I mean, you you get the feeling, you get the sense of like the scope of this of this world you get to go and see the deadly forest or the de- the deadly desert you get to go where anyone who touches it turns to sand. living yeah. anyone living that anyone touches living. it because that would because you know remember she's when she's in the deadly desert she's in that crib crib mm. and that's why she doesn't turn to sand because that's not living so tiktok yeah. so tiktok wouldn't tiktok can do he's not alive Anything but live. Poor bastard. TikTok's not even alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we got to get to her new campaign. Well, okay. So wait, before yeah. we do that, so the setup is that Oz is now like a ruined place. It's not yes. like what she remembers that the Emerald City's it's destroyed. It's complete, complete desolation. Have turned to stone in the Emerald City. The Wheelers, these headless. creatures. Headless. <laughs> there are some headless stone people. Uh, the cowardly lion she finds and the tin man, they're both uh, petrified. The scarecrow is nowhere to be found. Horrible looking. Yeah. Horrible looking tin man and the lion. It is. Are those, are, yeah, but those are closer to the illustrations, I think. It's like the true. scarecrow, tin man, and lion look like the pictures I remember from the L. Frank Baum books. Yeah. So I think that's maybe what they were going for, but well, I'm I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> one of the hangouts for my kids again was that they oh. look shitty. Yeah. <laughs> to, oh, I felt them. the same way when uh, I watched because my kids go, why too? can't they just be regular people in you know in the costumes? Why do they gotta be you know Muppets? Because it's the '80s, damn it! Yeah, now we, we had this new technology. <laughs> yes, we can. Now we can actually make these drawings come to life. Or did you explain to them copyright issues? <laughs> yeah, right. no, I didn't go with that. Completely new designs. We can't do So this. you explained to them lobotomy, but you didn't want to explain copyright <laughs> issues? Yeah. What kind of shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so who are Dorothy's new companions since the other guys are frozen? Everybody, and Glenda, the good witch, well, is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, she's nowhere. She's gone. I mean, the fact that they got Toto for the book ending of this movie, the f- the front and the back of it, is amazing. But she has but similar companions that, like, yeah. relate to the ones she had in the original film. Yeah. Like, who? Like, instead of Toto, she's got Belinda, her yeah. chicken. The chicken. Jack is totally the scarecrow. Jack is yeah. totally the scarecrow, Jack who Bob is, Ed. like, this... I don't know, animate like he's made of sticks, but he's got a big jack lantern head. And then uh you got TikTok, who is made of copper, wouldn't you say? Like a clockwork man. Yeah. yeah. Wait, tin man. He's like the tin man. Question about TikTok really yeah. quick. When they first uh introduced him, uh I remember she was reading something on his back, she had to wind him up. And it said something to the effect of like once you wind him up, this is guaranteed to last for a thousand years. 
and for the entire duration of the movie, she this had guy, to keep winding him up. Yeah, he keeps on winding down. No, his his lifespan is for a thousand years. Yeah, but you still have to. But wind you him still up. have to wind him up. It's so right. manual. And when I say lifespan, I use that term loosely because he's not living. <laughs> it just says guaranteed to work perfectly for a thousand years. Oh, That's yeah, what okay. it says. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, TikTok. So equivalent to the Tin Man, and then you got the Gump. The Gump. The Oz Couch. Who's the, the Cowardly Lion? Yeah. Oz's D student. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, by far the slowest character. And then you have Mombi as the Wicked, Wicked Witch. Witch. Yeah. It's yep. equivalent to the Wicked Witch. And, and then and then the, she's got uh, the Wheelers the as her flying monkeys. And then the Gnome King, I guess, would be the, equivalent the, the, to the Oz before. Yeah. And he's the doctor from her. From yeah. Her, yeah. And he even has the fire like Oz has, you know, like Oz has the two like uh, fire stacks, mm-hmm. fire, whatever next to him. And then uh, what's his name? The Stone King. What is it? Gnome King. Gnome King. <laughs> Thank you. He, he has like this uh, tunnel or like cave of fire. Mm-hmm. He has a which furnace. It's a fiery furnace. It's this fiery furnace, which is like, that's that's the pathway to hell, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. if Oz is purgatory... That's the way you go to. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the path you take to hell because it's terrifying. But that's a whole nother thing of where she gets these people and these creatures from reality to her fantasy land. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole nother thing. Well, it still implies that it's a psychological, psychological, you know. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Belinda obviously is the chicken from her farm, <clears throat> and then the but it gnome- can talk because it's not. Yeah. The gnome king is the doctor. The nurse is crazy mommy. Mm-hmm. And then you got the uh, electroshock machine is TikTok. And then she received um, the pumpkin. Yep, the pumpkin. Yep, oh, she got right, the yeah. the jack lantern. So that's Jack. And, and that's then, why Ozma calls, or that's why Jack calls Ozma mom because mm-hmm. Ozma gave it. That's to just you. creepy. Yeah. Like this whole thing is just gives off this creepy vibe. Like the whole. T- I mean, like. The the fact that you got this pumpkin creature that talks like I mean not entirely childlike but you know going around calling this little nine year old girl mom uh, was just kind of like weird. The uh, can I call you mom even <laughs> yeah. if it isn't so? <laughs> if it isn't so, can I just call you mom? Mom, we gotta go do yeah. Um, the the animatronic the Gump is a it's like a mounted um, moose head, head that they. Put on the front of a couch and then strap like what is the uh, palm, palm branches to it yep. in order to, and then sprinkle it with uh, the life fairy dust, dust. Or whatever yeah. to bring it to life. <laughs> and it's just like the way that its eyes move. I mean, it's totally eighties era, you know, yeah. uh, 80s puppet or yeah. animatronic <laughs> technology. But yeah. it's just kind of like <clears throat> the, these, these things are physically there. They're not CGI'd in there, or, you know, animated. Uh, they're like actual puppeteered things, but they're just that somehow makes them like if they were if they were like CG animated, somehow the fluidity of them would make them more uh, not docile. What am I going here? It would take the edge off of them by actually have them actually there in the scene with her and the way they move. It's oh, just yeah. kind of like it's just a little, you know. Odd and, and creepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not you saying it's bad. I'm saying it, you know, that, yeah. that's kind of what makes it interesting as an adult watching it now. It's like, this is just, you know, like some kind of demented, 
you know, like <laughs> masterpiece. Of, like the fact know, that uh, the, the child actor in that scene has to act with that stuff going on, or I think it's just the movement of them. Yeah, it was the thing that like really kind of was just you know, just especially the, way, the moves, the, the talking moves. Yeah, I don't know. Was, yeah, but I mean, and then <laughs> you've got the what's her name, the the equivalent of the witch. Mombi. Mombi, who's this woman who... Oh, yeah, we haven't a, even touched this. She's got a hallway of severed heads. <laughs> and their 30. eyes following uh, around. There's 30 severed 30. heads in this hallway 30. in glass cases. And she puts on whatever head that she wants. I mean, this is like, you know, what the <laughs> what the hell? I mean, it's a pretty intense scene, I think, even now watching uh-huh. it. It's like, and this is for kids. Again, I think it played well to me as like... This is totally a fucking horror movie. Yeah. This whole thing. Is- she was like Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Just interchangeable heads. I'm going to take this off. Second uh, 1985 movie. We did the, uh, yeah, the, the severed, severed head, head effect. Yeah. This one do it better than the reanimator? Bigger um, budget type. Yeah. I mean, I think that, well, this one has the big CG moment or CG. It does. The, the optical yeah. moment where it's like <gasps> she's her head is moving and the body is moving and it's, they're both whereas real. reanimator you can see that he like his head is sticking out the side yeah. of the, the jacket yeah. or whatever yeah. no and it's, it's, <laughs> it's either a, a dummy torso or a dummy head but never both live at the same time yeah yeah this one definitely has it but i mean they're they're using the same tricks I mean, it's just a bunch of act- actresses sticking their head through a wall mm-hmm. and looking around very creepily. <laughs> well, yeah, like Brent. Brent's all about the wheelers that terrifies him. Ugh. The scene where Dorothy's trying to get her original, well, get in the orig- the cabinet of her original head, cabinet thirty-one, because she's got all these yeah. beautiful other like thirty heads that she stole from other women. <laughs> Which yeah. is Colin figured out. Remembered that she went into room 31 when she was at the yeah, insane, insane asylum. Yeah. Oh. Well, it was just the dialogue. It was like, her original head, her head is in box 31 or 31. I never I picked like, up on that. Hey, her head, and get it, is in room 31. Room where 31. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, n- I never picked up on that. Yeah. Good job, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, you know, she goes to get the powder of life to make the gump come to life. And then that scene where she wakes up the original head and Jean Marsh is just sitting there beheaded and she's just, Dorothy, God. Like, yeah. it's just, it wakes them all up and they're all screaming. And then this headless body just comes after her, just making these awful noises. Dude, <laughs> all the heads scream at some point. Seems yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah. They're all well, yeah. screaming Dorothy. They, they all, they all kind of turn and freak out when the body comes. Yeah. Like that is it because they want to be chosen or something? I don't think so. I don't think any of them want to be chosen. Oh, I, think I think they were just being like the the alarm system. I call bullshit <laughs> on the end though when they like all the stone figures, like they have the headless stone figures in Oz, and they come back to life. You would think those heads would still be off because right. you, know, you know she went around and decapitated mm-hmm. those ladies. Mm-hmm. Well, she yeah. said, "I wish all of us from Oz." Would return there safely, and the Emerald City would be restored oh, to life safely. So. But the Gump didn't get his body back. That's yeah. what I don't get. Why you know everything was supposed to go back because they said that Mombi cut his head off and put uh-huh. it on the plaque, but he didn't get his body back. Well, he's just too maybe funny he, of a maybe, character. Yeah, maybe it was because <laughs> he said he was happy being a head. <laughs> yeah, it's happy being a head. 
All right, so this Mombi, I'm still saying that this is a bad name for a character. It just it doesn't have, like, the Wicked Witch. That's a good name. Mombi. Uh, not as good. But that's just me. But, but I is- like how they start out as Princess Mombi, and they're just like, Mombi. It's Mombi. Yeah. Mom-by. What is her? So who is she? I'm I'm not sure. I well, I mean, she's well, some sort of, of witch. She's some movie. she's some sort of witch, but I don't think she has any relation to the Wicked Witch of the Western right. East, or obviously Glinda, because no, she is a witch because she she has magical powers. Which are what? She can, she makes potions. I would think she can switch her heads. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, aside from switching the head, well, I mean, at the do? end, you know, they say a witch with no powers is a miserable creature indeed. Yeah, like. She's some sort of witch. I don't think there's any relation yeah. to the original two witches. She's the yeah. wicked witch from the deep south. Yeah. <laughs> well, they never touch base on uh, touch base on the south, so yeah. I don't know. You guys got anything on this? Because well, I'm like, I have clueless. I mean, oh, she was. In well, the who's movie. the gnome king? Who's the gnome <laughs> yeah, king? Where oh, the oh, fuck yeah, does he come from? Well, I, got, I, I can got, gather. Well, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Well, my I'm thinking that uh, when the gnome king showed up. Because uh, she seems to be in cahoots with the gnome king, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they ca- they rolled into town and they're like a, a duo act, yeah. you know, like like he's she obviously she physically bows to him in the movie, but like is he allowing her to you know do her thing and run run parts of Oz while he is overseeing everything or yeah, you so know I don't know. Well, she was know. she was I don't know a, what her motivation. Was. Well, they say in the movie that I mean she must have been around. When the wizard came, because she captured Ozma, and it had her in the mirror for that long, because they the the dancing girls they say at the end like, um, Ozma grew up as Mombi's slave, but or no, uh, her father was king before the wizard came. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Is the dancing girl Ozma in no. the mirror? Well, Ozma's the one that's in the mirror. Yeah, Ozma's the, the one that's in the mirror. The yeah. time is She's the like little blonde Ozma, girl. The daughter of the king of Oz. So when, when Mombi's like, you'll never escape, like that, the, the little glare. The blurry, is that Ozma? That's yeah. Ozma. Okay, that's Ozma. Which, She's which, trapped which I don't get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I never read the books or anything, but I, then I started going into Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember a king being there before him or there. I don't think there was any kind of story of a king right. before he got yeah. there. Yeah. I don't think because Oz the great and powerful. Yeah. Just get, oh, good question. Do they talk? Well, yeah. Cause it's a prequel. He gets there. Is there a ruler of Oz in that? No, that was not based on the books though. Right. That's just, that it was the, the, it was the, the, the one witch, yeah. not the Wicked Witch of the West, because she hadn't turned into the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yet. it was her, her sister. Sister, yeah. Her All sister right, we got to bring Wicked one. into this then, too. Wicked, anybody? Uh, is is that the Sci-Fi Channel one? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's oh. the Broadway play, Brian. Oh. Is, that, is there a King of Oz? I don't know. All right, so this Ozma person, who I guess we have to talk about it. So, well, let's get to the, the, the known. Well, that, I mean, she's a popular character because, I mean, they wrote a whole book about her. Yeah, Ozma of Oz. Ozma of Oz. The rightful new ruler of, uh, of Oz, I guess. So the Gnome King, from what we understand, in which he's got like some really cool visual effects. This guy, he's got uh, minions who uh, can like become 
faces on rocks above ground, and then they kind of slip down into the earth and down into like the bedrock into the Gnome King's kingdom where they yeah they're like his spies. faces on the walls. That was really cool. Yeah, they can do things with you know the hands and you know pulling. They form into hands and pull rocks apart, and make passageways uh, appear out of stone walls. Uh, the Gnome King himself, you know, is like a face on the wall at one point, and then eventually, you know, comes out of the the rock wall and eventually becomes more human. So he's played by uh, what did I say? Nicole Nicole Williamson. And then recedes back into the... the, the well, you the know why he became more <clears throat> lifelike and then receded, don't you? I'm not entirely clear on because that. Because they were taking the, the like, souls or something. Yeah, because of every person that he eliminated, like, he turned, he was turning them into ornaments. So every person that he turned into an ornament that remembered who Oz, or what Oz was, mm-hmm. he becomes more human. And so that's what he's trying to do, is eliminate... Every person that remembers Oz, and then he'll be completely human. So every time one of those characters goes into his little ornament collection room, and they guess wrong, and they're turned into an ornament, he gets more human. Life-like. Yeah, lifelike. Uh, and so, so it's the a claymation. Yeah. yeah. That so was Will he, Vinton, the guy who did the, uh, did the uh, California, California reasons. So, it, yeah, it's a progression thing. Well, his so that's like, why he was so pissed when Dorothy gets right. Right. Well, yeah. yeah well, he yeah. so the guy, the gnome king, which I was really hoping that he'd have a bunch of like the little red, you know, hooded or hatted gnomes running around, but that's not to be. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's what you think, gnome king. But he's basically a geological, moving geological formation. Um, he uh, destroys. Oh, he gets possession of the... So this is the, the chronology, right? After Dorothy leaves, the ruby slippers fall off of her feet. The Gnome King gets them. They have such power in them that he's able to destroy the Emerald City and take the Scarecrow, who was made at the end of the Wizard of Oz, the ruler of Oz, he's the King of Oz, takes him prisoner and is now holding him beneath the mountain. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And his ultimate goal, because you've already got that. And, of course, you know, um, what's her name again? The, I can't remember his name. Mombi. Mombi, right? <laughs> Mombi bows to him at some point, so she defers to him. So he is, I guess, you know, the gnome king. He's the king of all odd stuff. What's his end goal here? Well, I think, yeah. I mean, he said he wants to eliminate everyone that remembers Oz. So I think eventually, because Mombi remembers Oz, he would, she probably doesn't know that, but he his plan was to... Rule. Turn her into an ornament. Of well, some sort. I, I thought he said that he was going to rule the world. And doesn't well, he already de- basically de facto? He's just eliminating the remaining. But uh, I think he also wants to get out of the rock uh, and become human, so uh, he can actually physically maybe walk around. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird because like if you eliminate everyone from Oz or say, well, it's it's only everyone that remembers what Oz was. Yeah. So, so that would include Mombi. Yeah. That would include the wheelers. If, if he wasn't a physical person, then how the hell did he put the ruby slippers on to go well, and take at, over everything? I think at that eh, point... He's got pebbles. Because they, they show him in the ruby slippers, right? Yeah. At one yeah, point. but he's becoming more human. But yeah. He's already absorbed so certain he, people. I think he has... I don't know if he's... I mean, he has so many ornaments. He's probably attempted this before. Well, but, and that's that's the thing. I, sorry. That's fine. No, that was it. Like he's so salty because 
<clears throat> you know, the Emerald City Emeralds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Emeralds are rocks. So he feels like he was cheated because they used all these emeralds in the Emerald City mm-hmm. and all the diamonds and stuff. And he feels like they stole from him. So he's like, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm going to steal everything back and then some. Yeah. And he yeah. makes a good point because he asks, he asks Dorothy, Dorothy why she's there. And she says, well, I'm here to get back the Scarecrow, right? Or the Ruby Slippers. It's no, the Scarecrow. Scarecrow. I'm here to get back. You know, I'm here looking for the Scarecrow. You took him. You know, he's my friend. I want him back. He's like, oh, I took something of yours that didn't belong to you. And what happens then? Should I return it? Is that right? And, you know, like basically just placating her to get the answer that he wants, which is exactly, you know, the point that he makes to her as she's like falling down this long tunnel of just a sea of emeralds. He's like, and even at some point, you know, when he makes his point that like they took the rocks, the emeralds to build the emerald city and they're, they were mine and I want them back. And she's like, but you have so much. It's like, that's not the point. The point is <laughs> that you took them or they, they took them. And like, that to me is, I mean, it's a very adult idea <laughs> in a kid's movie. <laughs> but like, I was like, he's right. He's fucking right. They, t- <laughs> they took him. <laughs> Only if I guess, yeah. I mean, if you have like a, a living, you know, uh, or conscious being there, which I suppose nobody originally was aware of in Oz when they did this. Yeah. Is that the, you know, the mountain was alive, which I suppose we should just assume because, like, everything's alive in, in Oz, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for TikTok. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Brent. Because he'll never be alive. <laughs> TikTok's not even alive. That, that just, <laughs> it is disgusting. That fucker's not even <laughs> I have always valued my lifelessness. Oh, my God. Which makes him immune to certain... Uh, whatever magics that come later because the climax of the movie is basically a test for Dorothy where she has to um, go into a well all of I guess all of her her and her friends one at a time have to go into a room where the Goblin King has collected all of these uh, uh, souvenirs or mementos or what do you call ornaments or he's turned people into ornaments and if they, they get three guesses. And they set him in based on smartness, and Gump is stupid, so he goes in first. <laughs> and they have to guess who the which ornament the scarecrow is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think if the Gump knew exactly, like, even a little bit what he was doing, he would have been better off than Jack. Like, Jack's stupid. Jack is stupid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had the chicken in his head, so maybe she was giving him Trying to help him. Yeah, there's a chicken. But who knows? He didn't even know it. What? I think he did know it. Yeah, he was keeping that quiet. I don't know if Jack would keep that. Quiet. No, I think I think they were doing that. I think they had Belina in there on purpose because everyone was always talking about the chicken. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why she yeah. throughout the whole film. Yeah, the chicken. I think what? that's there's why, like, she gets on the mountain and Belina's like, "Oh, maybe I should hide somewhere." Jack, open yeah. up your top. I'm gonna get in there. It's chicken nerve. Get in there. <laughs> yeah. These people in Oz are all extremely obsessed about the presence of this chicken on their land. Yeah. 
But that's because they know that you know, like, should I just go into this right now, or do you want to elaborate on how much they they? I want to know if it was a payoff. If it paid off for you, I mean, because they they do elaborate on it a lot. Well, you know, to me personally, or like, just I mean, to you personally. What is I thought the deal that, compl- with this that came, yeah, because I'm sitting there going, "What's the deal with this chicken? What's the deal with this chicken?" It's like, okay, so the chicken's going to have some kind of, you know, <laughs> it's like you're the only guy in the room that doesn't get the joke. <laughs> yeah, you're like waiting, <laughs> waiting, and then it's like uh, at the end when the Goblin King's about to eat Jack uh, Skellington, I was going to say, but Jack Pumpkinhead, <laughs> this chicken uh, has finally lays an egg and it falls out of the pumpkin head. And into the throat of the Goblin King. And then we find out, eggs are poison to gnomes. It's Gnome King. Like the and then water. it's like, <laughs> the wicked witch. It's like, what? Eggs are poison to gnomes? Water is poison to witches. There you go. Nope. Boom. It's the most arbitrary thing. It just came so out of the, the water. blue. So I didn't think water. it paid off very well. Uh, I suppose you're right. Right? I mean... I melting. I know that comes yeah. out of nowhere. Well, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's about the same thing. Yeah. All right, then. You've convinced me. Even though it's ridiculous. That's why she has a chicken, so they just think, like, she's just a powerful... Yeah, they at least build it. They they, 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 they lay the hints, right? I mean, the foreshadowing is there. You don't know what it's pretty thick. the chicken's for. Like, chicken, chicken. She has, a, she has a, chicken a chicken here with her. Chicken. A chicken. So, powerful I guess Dorothy Gale has a chicken with her. That raises She's the question, is the chicken poisonous or just the egg? Oh. I don't know. He said specifically the eggs. Yeah. The eggs. Eggs are poisonous. But again, too. if the chicken had an egg in her and he ate the chicken. Well, which came first? Get the <laughs> chicken or the egg? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Well, see, that's the amazing thing, too, because Belina wasn't laying eggs around the farm. She and then con- Oz. She was constipated. Oh, yeah. And then in Oz, she got... And she got that, the egg shared, well, or the egg scared out of her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's about to be eaten by a rock. <laughs> and and I find it funny how you almost called him Jack Skellington. Uh. Because the whole time, you know, when I was watching with my kids, they were like, you know, this is a ripoff of Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm oh, like, well, yeah. this, this came before Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, there's got to be some kind of tie with Jack the Pumpkin Head with Jack the Pumpkin King. Mm. And as I look, the storyboard artist for this movie was Henry Selleck, mm-hmm. which is in turn the director of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if he was in the ear of Tim Burton and his creative crew and, you know, made Jack Skellington after this character from yeah. this movie. Did Burton Might have been design an Jack Skellington or did Selleck? Or did The Nightmare Before Christmas, it's called Tim Burton's, where it's associate, you associate know, him with the creating it's the story a, it's and the a story and the characters. But maybe it was a collaboration, you know, more between the two than just like, hey, you direct it and I'll design it. And because, then, also, how close is Jack uh, from Return to Oz to the 
the the books, the the illustrations from the books. You know, I mean, yeah, the idea of a pumpkin-headed it, creature, I think, goes back like a long ways, and I don't know if it's even specific to the yeah, odd but story. just just to look, you know, but how like he was tall yeah. and lanky, mm-hmm. you know, had the bony arms and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it looked the just fingers. like him, and the facial, like the, yeah, the the the, the I know the grin and everything. Even, yeah, his, his smile was the same too, mm-hmm. and the big eyes. It's very similar. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the puppeteering on that character, I think we said, was done by Brian Henson. But, I mean, I was just sitting there, like, amazed at it. You know, I mean, that was, I mean, yeah. you know, TikTok had a, a personality. And, I mean, basically, you know, you're looking at him like, okay, this is somewhat, you know, the idea of R2-D2. You know, you've got the robot companion and there's a guy in it, I guess, you know, like... No, there is, because I, I watched the commentary on this, and, and Faruza Balk, she does all the commentary for it, like... But she uh, she talks about TikTok, and it's basically, like... I don't, I don't know how to describe it unless I just show you, like... <laughs> it doesn't work in radio. I know! But, like, he's basically... He's basically standing with his legs completely straddled and then folded in half. Oh, so his head's almost on the ground? <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's... <clears throat> I mean, he's got... Because you see his legs are so far apart, so you know his, he's got to be pretty straddled, like, yeah. when he's walking. And that's why TikTok walks so waddly. <laughs> but, like, he's got this big belly barrel, and so this guy's just... He can't be tall. There's no, there's no way. They had to work out. They he had has to, work to be a, a small, yeah, like a, a thin, like five foot five man. Yeah, I'm assuming. But Very he's muscular like, though. Well, he's bald you can up. That costume he's, around. I guess. He's yeah. bald up in there, and then there's, I don't know where it is on the, on TikTok, but he can see, somehow. Like he has the, to see no, where he's going. Like the monitor, that, that module that's in the front of him. There's like a, like a metal or something. Yeah, but he's like completely uh, like hunched over in there because you know his arms are completely puppeteered. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's hunched in there, and he just does the legs because huh. his head's even like the head of TikTok even like goes three sixty degrees. Yeah. So. See, this is the stuff that you don't get to talk about. We can talk about, like, you know, modern, you know, like CG. You know, it's like, well, some guy, like, uh, designed it in his computer and animated it. Yeah. And it's not, like, the kind of, like, how in the fuck did they? It's like, okay, they pulled this off. Well, this guy, you probably see CG shit, and he's like, fuck my life. Like, (laughs) my back. the worst. (laughs) Like, he can't, yeah, he can't even stand up straight anymore. I I was was reading that, uh, you know, how. There was lack of movement, like in like the the um, scarecrow and Jack and that, and that they were originally supposed to be all animatronic, but due to budget cuts, they cut it out and they just did different uh, different heads on them that uh, had different emotions. Oh, really? Even on oh, well, I think I kind of saw that on the pumpkin head. Mm-hmm. Because he had like a, his head would elongate, but there were sometimes he had different expressions. I suppose instead of like a fully animatronic head, but I still thought like the articulation of his hands. I mean, his hands were very um, expressive. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Like, his yeah. whole... I mean, that was, like, really, really cool, you know, I thought. They did that with the Scarecrow, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what, you know... I know I'm, I'm sitting here, it sounds like I'm ragging on the movie, but I really do <laughs> think that, like, if you divorce yourself from the logic of the story, I mean, you know... I mean, I've seen, I watch movies now that are a lot more, uh, you know, cerebral than, you know, and they're just kind of, you know, these kind of, uh, what do you call it, it's almost like lucid dreaming or something like that, you know, that the director went through. Yeah. I think this, like, fits in with that kind of stuff. I mean, like, if you watch this, it is some kind of really weird, imaginative, uh, well, this almost sounds like a wrap-up, yeah. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, nightmare yeah. version of The Wizard of Oz. Um, really quickly, though, uh, to turn back again to poking holes in the thing. So <laughs> I wasn't do this. But my second biggest disappointment with this movie was the confrontation, the epic confrontation between Dorothy and the witch. What about it? Where was it? There was none, really. <laughs> she wanted to take her head. That was the. It was the most and locked her in a tower, just like in the first one. Locked her in the tower. That happened in like act the beginning of Act no. Two or something like that, right? So, so Dorothy gets away from the witch. It's oh, you like mean at that point? Do you mean in like in reality? No, in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the movie, then, like the whole thing with the witch, like should have stayed. Like, okay, she was one of the people that she meets along the way. And then she escapes, and then the Gnome King is the next person up on the journey. But the witch, like, follows her, because she's like, I have to have her head, I assume? She's looking for her head? No. I don't know what her head is. She went to go warn the the Gnome King. Yeah, because the Gnome King says she'll never get past Mombi. So the Mombi didn't want Dorothy to get all the way to the Gnome King. Yeah, but then, okay. But still, this seems like it's stretching it just to give that character more to do. So it's like yeah. the, the mom being well, racist to head, the Gnome but... King. And when she gets there, I mean, like, when you think about what she does for the plot, absolutely nothing. No. She doesn't. Because she ends up in a cage. Well, yeah, they... she impacts it in no way that could be solved by just, like, we killed Mombi and moved on. Or we left Mombi, we escaped from Mombi and got to the Gnome King. Well, they all know who she is. Like, they all... They know who she is. Like, yeah, but what does it do for the story? Do, what is her the, showing up at the, the Gnome King's... Does Mombi give her information about the Gnome King at some point? Not after that whole, like, right, you know, because it keeps cutting to her, like, riding through the tunnel, you know, just, underneath well, the Well, I mean, think about it. Like, the Gnome King, the gnome king is kind of like Mombi's boss. So, like, if something comes to you, do you really want someone to bypass you and go straight to your boss? Like, No. You, you would want to take care of it, nip it in the butt, and not want your boss to find out about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think. but her boss does find out about it before she gets I there. Know. So it's irrelevant that she is, I mean, she impacts that scene in no way. So what I guess I was expecting and didn't get was that, you know, Dorothy would fight the Gnome King, win, and then have to deal with Mombi for the big fiery confrontation, right? The showdown between her and Mobby. And then yeah. it was like, when that didn't happen, I was like, what the fuck? What, <laughs> what is this character, like, doing in ha- most of this movie? Well, yeah. she's... <laughs> you know? She's not Terrifying really... Terrifying children. Yeah, yeah, yeah aside right? from the effect of her terror, but I'm saying, yeah, dramatically, yeah. that is, like, just broke, right? Because <laughs> yeah. when she gets to the Gnome King, 
Like, basically, they take all of her power away. I mean, I'm saying, like, the character's power, because, like, she was this scary witch. She shows up, and the Gnome King's like, I already know what you're coming to tell me. Kneel before me. She he gets her down on the ground, and then he puts her in a cage. And, like, that's the end of her arc. Yeah. Well, and I, I think <laughs> well, they do that with a lot of characters. But I think that they do that with the Wheelers, too. Because they start out, like, the first scariest characters you meet. And throughout it, they just, you know... You forget about them. Yeah. And by the end, they are they might as well be good guys. You know, yeah. like, they're at the celebration. They're, well, to oh. be fair, though, she did uh, say she wanted Oz back the way that it was. And somehow, maybe they're, you know, resuming their former ways no. before the curse. Maybe. Well, Mombi, I mean, the Gnome King was the one that gave Mombi all those heads. So... Maybe he was afraid, or maybe she was afraid. Maybe it's like her drug addiction. She just likes to interchange heads. And she gets a rush from it. <laughs> like, supply, he doesn't right? want it. He doesn't want him to take away her supply. Yeah. Who tells Dorothy that uh, that you need to go to the the Gnome King if you're looking if you're looking for the Scarecrow? You need to go to the Gnome King. Who is that person? Or the the Wheeler says it. The Wheelers, okay. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. No, the Wheeler says that Princess Mombi knows where the Scarecrow is. So she has to get that information from somebody. I can't right? remember if it was the couch. Because somebody, they fly mm-hmm. over there to the Gnome King. So it's maybe either the couch or Jack. Yeah. Jack, It would make more maybe. sense if it was yeah. Jack. But yeah. I mean, for like, if I was writing it, it would be Jack. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what we just watched, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jack's the one that tells Dorothy like what happened to the Emerald City. Right. Like, I mean, right. kind of more in depth, and then more about Mombi. I don't know though. Huh. Not sure, but like, yeah, the Wheeler only says to go to Mombi, which is a trap because sure. you know it's like you go to Mombi. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then, I mean, it wraps up, uh, you know, the egg kills the Gnome King. Uh, Dorothy uses the slippers to go back to uh, to Oz and restore the Emerald City. And then she says, I wish I could be here and in Kansas at the same time. And then uh, her mirror double appears, we assume, but it's this blonde girl that's been in this, that we know as Ozma. And then there's a extra, you know, the dancing girl who explains to us what, the backstory was to the, the story. <laughs> Ozma was the king of the, you know, it's just really weird how it's no. done. And I'm like, well, is this Dorothy growing up? No. Is this some alter ego of Dorothy? No. Then how is it she being here and in Oz at the same time? What the fuck? And then she, you know, clicks the emerald slippers and goes Because she can always look back and forth into Oz now. That's why she was able to look at her. She, wanted to be she, she summoned her on her mirror when she was back at in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the facial expression. <laughs> that was uh, like a, a brain hemorrhage. Yeah, he just had an aneurysm over here. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and then she Dorothy is found at the riverbank and uh, and taken back into the warm, friendly clutches of Aunt M. And Uncle Henry, who apparently rebuilt the house, the half-finished farmhouse, <laughs> overnight. 
I can save this for my wrap up, or we can talk about it right now. The timeline of when Dorothy it either gets electroshocked or <clears throat> passes out or whatever, or drowns or almost drowns. Like the timeline between that, the time she spends in Oz, and when she wakes up. We're, we're like, I okay, originally I assumed it was like the next morning she wakes up on the riverbank. And she's back in Kansas. But then you go home and like the house, the new house is built, which wasn't even close to being done. Yeah. So are we, I mean, because there, farm hands. there is, but there hands. is, there is a scene between the riverbank or, the, you know, there's, there's a transition between the riverbank and her upstairs in her bedroom in her new house. Yeah, and it could take we place later. Like, we don't know how much time has passed, do we? I mean. We're not sure. It doesn't say. Yeah, so it could be a number of. It could be a month or or two. Could be. Because, I mean, Ozma said she'd come back and check on Dorothy from time to time. Yeah. So maybe it'd have been two months and and it was time for her to just peer through the mirror. She didn't get her electrical shot and she was in a state for a while. Then another storm comes through, (laughs) burns down the house, and everyone escapes, and then boom, there we go. Yeah, it's a stretch, but why not? There's, well, there's also the anomaly of, uh, like, at the end, we find out that, you know, this is just conveyed in the, in the voiceover, that, you know, the what really happened is the hospital was struck by lightning, burned down, the doctor was killed because he went in to save his machine, and then we see a carriage ride by with the cops on it, and it's got, a you know, a, a, you know bars on the windows, and the head nurse is in there, and you're like, why the fuck are they arresting her? Like, what for? I don't understand this. What's going on? They have fucking people in the basement. <laughs> she was locking people up in the basement. She was locking yeah. all the brain dead people up. Yeah, they, they didn't kind of really go into that. But that's that. not legal. You can't do it. Legally? Well, I don't think there was any law. Well, I don't know that. what that ad said, so maybe possibly. Possibly. I don't know what the ad said, but maybe they were false advertising. And then doing electric electroshock therapy. And so they were false advertising, like maybe. as in the original like would- Wizard of Oz. The wizard was a false wizard. <laughs> huh? He's cracking this conspiracy. He's cracking it. But possibly because I think if the doctor hadn't have died, he would have been arrested too. Mm. That's the way I took it. It wouldn't have just been the nurse. It would have been both of them. Okay. Well, you guys got it all figured out. It's definitely a fraud. If you all took that out of it, then, <laughs> then we'll go with that. <laughs> We I just probably- thought it was, and mine's a lot simpler, but it was the idea of matching that. Because when, when you see her try and get away from the Gnome King, she like instantly, which I think is a really cool effect, she instantly gets locked in this cage. And then at the end, what the fuck, it's for kids, just put her in a caged carriage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's the same yeah, That's moment. more what I it's, got out of it. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, she's the villain, put her, she's arrested. Yeah. Why, though? She's it doesn't matter. She's a villain. Just put her. She, she tried to save two children from a river. <laughs> yeah. Lock her up. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that depends on how you look at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should maybe do- she got arrested for child neglect. I don't know. 
Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but, but back awesome. in... For not being responsible. 1800, late 1800s, was that a crime? I That's don't know. Right. You got all sorts of weird shit that was legal yeah. back then, so I don't know. If I would let, never leave my child with that lady. Like, <laughs> Auntie M's like, oh, I guess it's not her kid, it's her niece. But still, it's like, oh, I gotta get back before sundown, you know. I gotta get back. And then... <laughs> Just stay here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It was all planned. Stay here with the daughter of the devil. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right. So wrap-ups? Yes. Wrap-up sprint. Oh, it's me. Yeah, it's oh, don't, it's me. don't sip on that beer. God bless it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this isn't my first time seeing this film. Um, I... I've seen it since I was a kid, and it has terrified me since I was a child. So I'm just going to talk about the Wheelers for a little bit here, because I think that they're they're both genius and terrifying. And like any characters, I think it's probably specifically one of them that terrifies me. But any like that really gets to the core of me. But in any any uh, I mean, I think that the monkeys did it. The Flying Monkeys did it in the original, too. So that says something. Two for two, 46 years apart. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see them 46 years apart, but, you know, I mean, like, to have the, that type of character playing the same role is amazing. And I, th- I think, uh, like, maybe, I don't know, like, the reason why it still scares me to this day is the psychology of it. Like, the idea that... uh you you see the gurney, and I think, Nick, you were talking about it while we were watching the movie. You see the gurney rolling through the insane asylum in the beginning of the film, and uh, Dorothy's strapped to it. You know, she can't get out. She's trapped. And it's making the same squeaking noises making, as what the wheelers Yeah, make. Yeah, the wheels are making the, the squeaky sound. Um, and then when Dorothy gets to the ruins of Oz... The wheelers are closing in on her and the chicken, and uh, like they're they're trapped again. You know, I mean, it's like the same. Yeah, idea. that was a good point that you made. That was yeah. yeah. Well, I think no, you made it. No, that was a good one. Because it was. I mean, it was because you know she was trapped on the the wheeler bed. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but then they close her in in that little alley. Yeah, and she's trapped again. Yeah, with that sound. Yeah, just like, constantly going. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's comparing the two the two scenes, which I think is is genius for for this movie. And I think that this movie does that a lot. You know, I mean, all the way through it. Like not only like mostly with the characters, but there's like a lot of the scenes. I think like specifically that one. I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. But uh, the idea that. Uh, you are because that that reinforces the dream sequence right i mean the idea that this is all a dream um which i think without the mirror at the end with ozma looking on and waving with the chicken i think oh well, the chicken didn't come back <laughs> like did we see the fucking chicken at, on that farm no no she didn't the come back she stayed that. in oz okay so oz is real <laughs> yeah, but she said in the beginning of the movie she goes if you don't lay eggs and am's gonna get rid of you Oh, holy shit, Nick. You are blowing this shit out of the water. That's like the fourth time he's blown my mind tonight. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. So, wow. Man, sorry. <laughs> so it can still, no, that, that's good because it can still be a dream because I think that definitively or not, no, not definitively, like ambiguously, the first one you can say is either a dream or it's an actual place. And the Wizard of Oz, either that's a fan, that's a world that Dorothy went to, or it was all in her dream and she wakes up and she comes to. The first one definitely leans more towards the idea that it's a dream. This one is a little bit more ambiguous as to where it's going, right? I mean, like, it, I think they could have done a better job as to, like, not giving you quite an answer. But, like, tonight, Nick is just like... <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it's his root beer, man. He's, he's blowing all of that out of the, out of the water. Um, but, yeah, uh, like, I started this about the wheelers. and Okay, so, yeah, so the, the wheelers are, like... I guess they're terrifying in the idea of like as an adult being like trapped and being electroshocked maybe, or just being gurneyed down this really creepy hallway. I mean, it's a scary movie even to this day. And like when you see the headless witch stand up, I appreciate that that is one of the most terrifying moments of cinema history and seeing the, you know, the, the, all the headless, witch heads, the head, all the heads within the, cabinets staring as the bodies walking the headless bodies walking through and Dorothy's trying to run. And the idea that this child is in this peril from this monster, you know, like I, I think I said during the film, like I would have caved my head in on the fireplace if that witch <laughs> was, was chasing me. <laughs> Cause you can hear her say, Dorothy! <laughs> that voice. Yeah. Like, as she's coming up the steps, I'd be like, fuck it, you guys just go. <laughs> I can't do it. She's just talking so low. She, Dorothy, girl. Dorothy, Yeah, girl. it is. It's as slow as that, which is crazy. Yeah. And they find her in, like, the medicine cabinet. She's like, It's scary shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> from a technical standpoint, I think it's also an achievement because, like, Mombi's castle or whatever you want to call it is all made of glass. Like, since since Scarface, I haven't seen a more frustrating room to have to shoot in. Oh, the mirrors. All the mirrors. Yeah, yeah sorry, mirrors. They're like, there's four corners and I see the Hamlet that Kenneth Branagh did. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, big ass mirror. Yeah, palace. Yeah. It's like where, like maybe the lights are practical, but where do you put the camera that can't be seen? You know, I mean, you have yeah. four walls and a ceiling and a floor, and they're all mirrors. Well, I know Brana did it by having the walls. They had the the mirrors on the walls. They would move. Like, oh, you couldn't really? tell because when the camera was moving, the mirrors were moving with them. Holy shit, that's a good idea. Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> By move, I'm saying, you know, they, they would uh, turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like they would, like, <clears throat> rotate or yeah. shift. Yeah, to always be facing the camera. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a, uh, that's, that's an achievement in film. And if you see this movie, especially at the end, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, even when the first time they go to Mobby's Castle or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's like a tower. But, like I think that like in order to pull that off is brilliant and it definitely took some planning. 
Um, and then obviously the puppeteering is amazing and I wish they would do more of it today. I think we all do being of the same generation, generational area. Uh, and then also I want to mention the, uh, the rocks. I mean the animation, the claymation claymation is like, it's, it blows my mind. Like I can't imagine the amount of time that goes into doing that. Mm. Like that's just it's incredible. Like, like by the end of this film, the amount of claymation that they put into it is just—it's astounding. And I think it still holds up. I mean, a lot of that stuff I think still holds up today, more so than you know maybe some of like the opticals, like like the head. Mm-hmm. Like it's such a big deal, you know. And at the time, it was probably blew the moviegoer's mind, but the idea of taking a fully interactive human head acting. The actress is acting, but the head is severed, and it's a real body at the same time, you know, doing it. But it's dated now, but it's still, it's it's not a deal breaker for this film. Uh, I think that, like, overall, I think that this film succeeds on all levels. Um, and, like, I'm somebody that can watch this movie, like, I could watch it all the time. I, you know, I don't, I don't really get sick of it. It's kind of like the never ending story in that way. I, I think I've seen this more than the never ending story, but, uh, it's from my childhood and it's, it's something that I, I cherish it, I guess. Nostalgia. I have nostalgia for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, th- I think it still holds up and I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it that's it watch it see it alright alright so you gave a pass to it huh alright um <laughs> alright I this is my what sixth podcast with you guys and I've given a pass on five out of five I think I even pa- gave a pass on Sharknado <laughs> Unbelievable uh, yeah. from the man who's watched all three. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, you, you brought up a good point that the movie's dated. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I I hadn't seen it for, for quite a while. And I had seen it when I was a kid. And I don't know if I was just just not into the, those kind of movies back then. Um, and I, I don't know if... I, I can't wrap my head around how they're calling this uh, like a sequel to MGM's Wizard of Oz. Um, it's because it's based on the books. Yeah, I know that, but it's the same thing when I when I watched. You know, I've only seen it once since it came out. Is the the, the new Oz movie too? Because I can't see that as being part of that MGM world, you know, and, uh, you know, even watching with my kids, my kids are, you know, we're, we're a big, you know, MGM wizard of Oz, you know, family. My wife collects all the dolls and everything. So we watch the movie like constantly. And, uh, I wouldn't, I, I, I couldn't consider this a sequel to that. If you're gonna, if Disney was gonna do it right, they should have started fresh, you know, from one on. Not say this was the sequel to that, 
by going out and buying the rights to the ruby red slippers to keep that, you know, in tow. So how do you feel about Star Wars? Me? Not well, not to get into a whole thing, but the idea that... You're going to get into a whole thing. That, <laughs> <laughs> well, just the idea that, I mean, I guess that Disney also bought Star the rights to Star Wars, and now they're going to add... They're, they're, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're just building on the the Star Wars lore already, right? But Star they, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're, gonna, they're not making a sequel to, like... It'd be like Disney going, like, we're going to make a sequel to... Dracula, Universal owns Dracula, so we got to do. So we got to change it all around. Oh, so you got to change it all <laughs> okay. to do Dracula two. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you know, even with them having Star Wars, they're bringing back the the you know original characters that yeah. were you know. Yeah. It's not like this where they bring in a new you know. Of course, you know Judy Garland. You can't bring Judy Garland in again for the single forty six <laughs> years later. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least. Kind of keep could have gotten Liza Minnelli though. You know, got a girl that would kind of <laughs> be around this. You know, look the same age. You know, if you're calling this a sequel and you're making Dorothy look ten years younger than what she was in the original, you know. Uh, uh, well, how old was she supposed to be in the books? I think she was closer to this. There you go. Um, yeah. That's why. She's well, a little girl in all the illustrations. Well, well, then that's what I say. Disney should have started fresh as as a a total reboot for it. Then trying to, you know, like I said, buy the rights for the ruby red slippers. Well, I think they did it for the the sheer fact that because the like you said, you said this like the the first movie was such a phenomenon. If they would have done silver slippers, you would have lost everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone would have been like. What the fuck? <laughs> that they're was not, a deal breaker, apparently. They're not yeah. silver. They're ruby red. <laughs> no, no ruby they're actually slippers. silver. Or not. I mean, you said that, so I think that's no. why they did it. Yeah, but in, in the end, I, I've i only seen it probably a couple times in my lifetime, and I wouldn't sit down and watch it again. And I would suggest not to see it if you're a fan of the original MGM one. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this movie has a lot of problems that I think makes it fail as a narrative uh, movie. I think, you know, I was pointing all those out during uh, you know, the podcast. I think those kind of things hold me back from recommending it as like, you know, hey, you should see this movie because it's a good narrative story. However, this movie's got like, uh, you know, I mean, I like movies like Eraserhead. I like movies like Lost Highway. I like movies like Lords of Salem. I like movies like Only God Forgives and stuff like this. So I like movies uh, that are just a display of kind of a nightmare imagination that's fueled by some kind of like really weird, dark, primal, you know, these artists like making these things and these shapes and they're animating them and, you know, bring them to life with these animatronics. In some ways... I mean, you look at the era, and you had Legend, you know, uh, Dark Crystal. We said Labyrinth. I'm trying to think. There's probably other ones. The Storyteller story. on TV, the Neverending uh, Story. You know, Krull, for some reason I was thinking of. I'm like, Krull's a fantasy world where, you know, there's all sorts of weird shit. Like, in the 80s, 
you know, it was just like we built this thing from the ground up because like Star Wars did, right? We're trying to do the new Star Wars. So we got to create an entire world and just populate it full of all like, and half of them will be, you know, puppet guys and half of them will be living actors and they'll all be interacting and they got to go defeat the evil, you know, emperor at some point. It's the, it's, you know, the Goblin King is the guy who's going to rule you. Know, it's Hitler <laughs> or something, right? It's uh, it's Sauron, right? If you go, you know. Um, <clears throat> so on that level though, I think that this movie, you know, you got to check it out cause it's, yeah, to take, I mean, just what it's doing, the audaciousness of taking, you know, the wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> this thing that everybody has seen and remembers from their childhood and to make this like, it's like, well, you're going to make a sequel to wizard of Oz. It's going to be all light and fluffy and there's going to be munchkins and all that. And like, no, we're going to try and, like, Dorothy's going to be in an insane asylum, and she gets shock treatment, and there's going to be this woman who fucking takes her goddamn head off and switches it with all these screaming heads and glass cases. And, like, I saw this movie probably in, like, you know, somewhere around 85. And, you know, tonight I'm like, I, I barely remember anything about this, right? It's been 30 years since I've seen it. But I remember there's a scene... Where there's a character, there's this woman who takes her fucking head off, and there's like a bunch of heads in glass cases in a hallway. Like that's the the thing I remember from this movie. That's the scene everyone remembers. From this <laughs> yeah, because it's nightmare fuel. I mean, there's so much of this movie I think is nightmare fuel uh, that appeals to me, and just kind of the uh, you know the 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 technical craft involved in in pulling it off. I mean, I, I should say it's not better than I expected, because, I mean, you're probably working with the biggest people in the industry at this point, you know? This I mean, is like, Disney's original <clears throat> Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Like, it is the well, original Nightmare. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, Disney, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of this, because Disney, at one point, made these live-action movies uh, that were dark. I mean, the Black Hole, you know, is one that was like the Star Wars, you know, they were trying to do Star Wars. They did something wicked this way comes, right? The Ray Bradbury story. That's pretty fucking dark. That's from Disney. They did Tron. I'm not saying that's dark, but I mean, like, they were doing these live-action fantasy films, you know, in addition to their animated stuff, like, throughout the 80s and using all these new special effects and stuff. And uh, this, you know, obviously comes out of the people who made from the studio that brought you something wicked this way comes, comes return to us, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, and then of course the, the, the black, was it the black cauldron? Yeah. The name yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah. The dark, uh, you know, animated stuff that they did. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think I would say, check it out if you can, you know, I'm just, I'm checking all of the stuff that I have a problem with. After the fact that it's a kid's movie, right? So kid's movie logic, you can, all that stuff passes, uh, but you, it works on nightmare logic. <laughs> it's just a fucking... I would even argue that uh, a lot of the animated stuff that Disney does, especially from like the 80s and 90s, like like the I'm thinking of like the... The villains in The Little Mermaid or The Lion King or, you know, they have scenes that are, like, sheer terror. Like, the the whole, the film overall isn't, but, like, there are scenes that are yeah. scary. Darkness had teeth back in the day. It yeah. seems to be we're shaving that off now. You don't want anything like, you know, anything that can traumatize mm -hmm. a kid. But, you know, this is the stuff that, I mean, in 85, I would have been 11 years old. 
So this was my, you know, this is the stuff that I grew up with. And I'm like, it's like they treated us like we, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> they treated us like we could handle more stuff. Does that prepare you better for the real world? I don't know. You know, it's like there's good and there's bad and, there, you know. Like, bad things happen to good people. Sometimes you get an electric shock therapy. Sometimes you get locked away in an insane asylum. Sometimes you lose Sometimes your mind. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Can't but, right. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, I think I would say, you know, with reservations, check it out. Oh, and by the way, you don't even have to spend money on it. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. <laughs> because you probably can't find it any other way. Disney's like, we're really proud of this one. All right. Well, this was my pick, and um, I I like this movie a lot. I watched it growing up as a kid, and as terminology from Brent, I am a purist, and I do love The Wizard of Oz. I really do. But to see this, and I mean, it did bother me that all the characters and, and Dorothy being, you know, so much younger... All the differences in the film did bother me, but it's so twisted. Like, how can you not love it? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, I don't even like scary movies, but I just, I just remember watching this movie and I just, I loved it so much. And, um, my, my biggest thing was because when I got older watching the Wizard of Oz, I could, I was able to pick out like, Oh, the scarecrow is that farmhand, and you know, mm-hmm. like, because you know, I watched it growing up as really little, and then it came to me, and so like when I watched this movie, I'm like, oh, and and I would pick up on the same thing, so it was almost like a like a mystery solving thing. So I I I really enjoyed it. Um, it doesn't follow the original movie, so like Colin said, like if you're looking for sequel or no it was nick if like nick said if you're looking for a sequel to the wizard of oz nah i wouldn't recommend this but i would recommend it because it um apparently follows the storyline of the books more and it's just so twisted and so crazy and you have to appreciate all the the eighties, like the new age, like then it was new age puppeteering and animatronics. You have to appreciate it because it was such a big deal in the mid eighties. So, and you know, if you want to see Feruza bulk before she got really fucked up <laughs> when she was just really precious, and you know, you should see that because. I don't know where else you're going to see it. I really don't. So she I wasn't in the journey of Natty Gann, was she? I don't know. Is somebody else? That was maybe Meredith Salinger. Never mind, I'm retracting. And I liked how in a couple parts she tried to sound like Judy Garland. Like that, that accent. Like when she looked at the broken uh, yellow brick road, you could tell that she tried to use that Judy Garland, like that wispy... Oh, but or and how about when she when they're falling from Gump and she's like or the Gump's like I sorry I fell apart and she's like it's all right can't be helped now 
yeah, it's like, no big deal. Yeah, I'm just tumbling down. Yeah. I'm basically skydiving yeah. without it's a parachute. It's a Disney movie. You have to re- see the positive. Because ah, <laughs> it's so out. dark otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a recommendation. Oh, yes. I, I recommend it. I do. I mean, and I mean, apparently this movie can be found on YouTube. Yep, for free. I don't think that was the case a, <laughs> a few Disney years movie ago. For free on YouTube. I do not think it was <laughs> the case a few years ago. But I remember watching this movie. I loved it. I loved uh well, the mommy scene didn't scare me as much, but I love scaring my friends with it. So, um yes, I would recommend it. So All right. Well that's the return to Oz. On the Saturday Night Freak Show. If you want to get a hold of us, Saturday Night Freak Show at, uh, God damn it, I keep on doing that. It's not. It's Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. You can uh, write something on there. Tell us how we're doing or talk to us about this or other episodes or even upcoming stuff. And we'll probably read your comments on air. Next week, we're continuing the history of time travel, according to Brent. And we are watching... Uh, Next week, we will be discussing whether or whether or not... Groundhog Day is a time travel movie. <laughs> and Groundhog it's Day. next week when Sean Tyler will be joining us. Sean knows. <laughs> on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, the basement is going dark. Have you seen Return to Oz? She's watching it right now. Yeah.